0: Go home, Stephen Moffat. You're drunk.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. We Death should introduce in ourselves. Let's introduce ourselves. Yes,
0: I'm Mike. I
1: am Emma, and if yeah. I, I must say, okay, I can't do an interpretive dance on a podcast. Mm. Um, but I'd like to, through the medium of sound, give my review of this episode. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you liked it then. Oh <laughs> You know what? It's one of those things Reverend Lovejoy said it quite eloquently on The Simpsons <laughs> and as you know that is my one of my cultural touchstone alongside uh, Doctor Who. I think if you played the Emma quote something from the Simpsons game Mm -hmm. Um, on this podcast you would die drinking, game, doing a drinking game for it. (laughs) Um, But to recall Reverend Lovejoy he says something about it being yes with an if or no with a but. (laughs) And I think if you ask the question is this a good episode Mm -hmm. it's going to be yes with an if or Mm -hmm. no with a but.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably fair. So Where do you want to start? Should we start at the beginning?
1: Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. That's probably a good shout. Good shout. Um, so, Clara is the doctor. Uh, do you know what? That's one of my if or buts. Mm. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. When the end, Cassine, in the, in the intro, they'd swap the names of Capaldi and Coleman round. So, <laughs> she was first, he was second. And then it was her eyes in the yeah in in the title sequence and stuff, and I just roared i mean because obviously it's it's not it's not what it, no. it is she's not the doctor there's no possibility of that, yeah. but just extending that little lie that mm-hmm. sort of that extra thirty seconds and making peop some people probably absolutely wet their pants, probably those <laughs> people who went ape shit after last week and the the revelation of who missy was mm-hmm. yeah it, it that was really fun, I really actually liked that a lot, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was a good joke by Moffat, but at the same time, we sort of like go, "Oh, wow, really?"
1: <laughs>
0: I think, a, yeah. I, I think it's sort of more of the sheer audacity of it. Do mm. you know what I mean?
1: That is something actually. I think that that's. I think that that's something that I think we've kind of touched on in the history of all the time we've been doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that Moffat isn't kind of restricted himself in any way and every time we sort of go well he's kind of crossed the line there kind of is no more that he can yet do and yet he finds something new (laughs) 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 he really went all out yeah i must say he must have been at the pritt sticks, you know in the in the (laughs) bit of that in the bathroom because wow there are some. There were some decisions in this episode that really. I was like, okay, we went there then. Yeah, I know you said begin at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I'm hard. I'm finding it hard to get past Cyberbrig.
0: Yes, that yeah. I don't. It's. I'm really sort of. I'm really not sure how to like feel about that because it's. Yeah. It, I wouldn't say it's necessarily disrespectful. No. But at the same time, it's sort of like, uh...
1: yes, I do. I, I, I feel exactly the same way. Um, I can't really articulate any better than going, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I mean, could, but some people just sort of loved it. And some people, the, the vast majority of people that I saw online, mm-hmm. it was like Moffat came to their house, mm-hmm. picked up their cat. Mm -hmm. did a shit directly on its face (laughs) and handed it back to them and then walked off laughing
0: I would would have said drop kicked it through the window to be perfectly honest
1: yeah it absolutely uh... I mean it part of me feels like if Nick Courtney was still with us Mm -hmm. he would have laughed his ass off because he was always a great proponent of having the brig killed off in a heroic Mm. manner but you don't see him killed off as a cyber brig either you no. just sort of rocket jetpacks away. So, yeah. return of Cyberbrick, question uh, mark?
0: I kind of hope not, because that would be a bit daft, I think.
1: <laughs> well, so he just goes up into space and blows himself up, you I, know? It,
0: I don't friggin' know.
1: Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying you wrote it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, I know. But. Um, You know, again, it takes a bit of audacity to have the Doctor and Kate, his, you know, his screen Mm daughter, you know, looking at this giant portrait of him on uh, Unit Force One or whatever we want to call that plane (laughs) and, um, you know, saying about, you know, sort of talking about his memory and that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, obviously it's there as well to signpost to us that there's something going to happen with that later on. But, um, wow, um, I must say I didn't see it coming and I really was like, dang, <laughs> mm. you went there then. I'd, I'd, I'd find it so difficult to articulate how I feel about it. Yeah. Because although I know it's like it's only pretend and, you know, we never see the mm. brig's face in there and you know, say what you think, but or feel how you feel. But at the same me, time, at the same time. Nicholas Courtney and the Brig are sort of so beloved in my mind mm-hmm. that I kind of feel that, although it was sad, then when we hear that the 11th Doctor sort of missed going out and partying with him and he just kind of gets the phone call saying that he's passed in mm-hmm. a nursing home. Yeah. And although that's sad and we all wanted him to sort of go out guns blazing and, you know, having had a final adventure or something like that, mm-hmm. you felt like, okay, yeah. it, it's it's finished. Yeah. And to kind of to to bring it back in in this way, I mean, it really kind of. I I don't have a problem with TV shows kind of going after their sacred cows, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, with my love of Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, my favourite Star Trek is Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. which, as the redheaded stepchild of, <laughs> of Star Trek universe, it
0: is the least Star Trekky of all the Star Trek shows. It's it the least isn't. Star
1: Trekky of all the Star Treks, mm. and it did things which a lot of people who are Star Trek fans found quite uncomfortable Mm. because it went against the grain of what we think Star Trek, we like to think Star Trek is about. Yeah. So I've got no problem with shows kind of saying, hang on, let's take those tropes that we've kind of got ourselves locked into and shake them up. Mm -hmm. But with this, I'm, I just don't feel like, I feel like that was kind of preserved in Aspic and it didn't need to, it didn't need to be messed with. Mm. It yeah. was fine where it was. It's kind of that thing, you know, It just kind of feels like, you know, some one of the goth kids at your school, you know, who goes goes and, <laughs> and spake uh, like goes down the cemetery and does something outrageous cuz they, you know, trying to be a rebel or something. That's kind of what it feels like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably fair to say. The other sort of like main quibble that I have this episode is um was good.
1: Oh. Uh, what? R.I.P. in peace. Damn it. <laughs> they just killed her ass. Really like, brutal.
0: <laughs> that, that was fucking Joss Whedon stuff, that.
1: It was. Oh, gosh. I'm going to be really nerdy now. All right. Um, excuse me for one moment while I desperately try to recall his name. But there was an there was a, a character in the X-Files right. that po- popped up occasionally that mm-hmm. Scully, Molly and Scully used to knock about with. He was the bloke who used to do, like, their cyber hacky type stuff and he isn't oh gosh i it was so annoyed myself i can't remember his name but he dies mm-hmm. spoiler alert in season four like right at the beginning it's like a scully's birthday at a bar someone tries to take a shot at scully oh. and misses and hits him oh. and i was gonna say he's one of those weird characters that sort of only just popped up in the background a few times but people sort of got to like him because he had this like nice little flirty thing with Scully and he was quite funny and quite sweet mm-hmm. and he just dies. Yeah. And that's kind of what it felt like with Osgood.
0: Yeah. it's. Uh... But I mean, a lot of people like, were up in arms about that as well. It's like, and they're mm. sort of going, oh, maybe it's the Zygon Osgood and stuff. And I mean, I'll not lie, when... Yeah, you know, the Doctor, you know, says to Osgood, you know, all the time, it's basically something to put on your bucket list. I was just, I was quietly thinking to myself,
1: yes, do it. Yeah, take her with. She'll yeah. be hilarious. It'll be amazing. Just for the Christmas episode. Yeah, that was the thing to kind of dangle that, mm-hmm. that thing of like, and it's a beloved character as well. And then again, it's that thing of that they, that she dies for kind of nothing. Mm. And obviously, again, it was a thing that Moffat put in there to show the, how the sort of Missy's insanity, basically. Yeah. Just kills her for a laugh. Mm.
0: What the hell are those two gods doing? they just stood there.
1: They're <laughs> but in the um In one of the supermarkets near where I live now, there's... Um, a, card, a big cardboard cutout of a policeman, <laughs> like a life-size one. Yeah. That they put in there to, like, obviously... Because it, it gets me every time. When you walk in, it sort of just catches your eye. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, copper. Oh, no, it's the cardboard cutout bloke who's there all the time. <laughs> so I think that's what... They're just cardboard cutouts. <laughs> it's
0: just Christ almighty. But it...
1: Uh... I think if I had to try and nail down why mm-hmm. I have this, this episode unsatisfactory mm-hmm. is because last week they really set up a lot of promise mm-hmm. it was I mean I gave it episode a nine last week it was creepy it was dark it was emotional mm-hmm. it was fun it was darkly comic it, it just had loads of really good stuff in it and this one did nothing with it
0: yeah it, the thing this is a the episode's biggest failing. It just doesn't stick the landing.
1: No, it really just, it you know, it's yeah. textbook errors all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I, as well, I find the Cybermen kind of a dissatisfactory villain. Also,
0: mm.
1: they're really cool for the first two minutes when you see them, mm-hmm. when they're revealed mm-hmm. and they're standing there and then they bark their first order after that. All crap. <laughs> They go downhill every time. Hmm. And as well, when they sort of did the old Iron Man jetpacks, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but at least they didn't do the sort of high, you know, Matrix speed ones that we had last time. Oh,
0: thank God for that. Yeah. Fucking hell.
1: If as if they weren't completely OP already.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <sighs> Jesus. I mean, you could sort of, like, argue that they're not proper Cybermen. You know, it could just easily just been Missy, you know, having nicked some cybertech and... Yeah, I messed about with it. But um yeah, the cybermen in this episode weren't up to much really. I mean the bits where they were sort of emerging from the graves and stuff, well that was pretty good. But I
1: did I did quite like that, but I think if you're gonna go full camp, make it sillier. <laughs> you know, I want you know, go to the British Museum and have mummies kicking their way out of their sarcophaguses and stuff. <laughs> you know, just just go full tilt, you yeah. know. Turn it up to eleven. If you're gonna go through that, but because cause last week was so not that, mm. it was such a like a, a tonal shift, yeah, from, from that to this almost, or it didn't it didn't keep up the mood. It kind of when it started, it just didn't feel as urgent or as primal or as mm. important as last week. It just went. Yeah, it it feels like it kind of chickened out. Really, do you know what I mean? It did. Yeah, and. I I mean, it's one of those annoying things that I can't quite put my finger on Mm. what I would have changed. 'Cause this story has to come to a conclusion in some way. And again, there's there's bits in the episode I really liked. Like all the whole bit with the doctor on the plane and <laughs> having the argument about what cloud base is in and you know, <laughs> the doctor putting like eighteen sugars in his tea and I being told sick of the these prisoner.
0: motherfucking <laughs> cybermen on the motherfucking plane.
1: You know I said the exact same thing to <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I mean I did I did quite like it I mean yeah. I was waiting for Capet- I to go full Shatner and there's just something on the back of the plane <laughs> you know I, I really just I mean I, I in a way I feel like I'm, I'm campaigning it for it to be sillier mm. but I don't know I just feel like it needed something yeah it needed something for us to get our teeth into and I think if I had to point to another major failing in this episode mm. it's because I so don't buy Danny
0: mm. Dan Dan the Cyberman
1: (laughs) oh man I'll I'll, I'll,
0: I'll give them this the prosthetics on him was creepy
1: oh yeah I thought that looked very cool yeah but I don't know man I I just think because I don't really buy Danny and Clara as we talked about last week Mm. the chemistry is so nil I mean it's like negative (laughs) and I don't know because I and because I've really been turned off to the relationship mm-hmm. it, i don't know this this ending had no resonance for me when she's you know crying and talking about turning off his emotions oh, i'll just fucking do it will we <laughs> get on with it
0: <laughs> you mean, i mean he sort of like knew that he wasn't gonna like go he's not coming st- back from this <laughs> yeah well you, know, you knew he sort of wasn't gonna go full cyberman either no because you know the power of love is a curious thing you know, makes one man.
1: Makes I'm frightened, but I'm ready to learn about the power of love <laughs> again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what well, is
1: inside men and in love.
0: Well, I suppose it's not gold. I suppose.
1: I wish it had been gold. Mm. Have unit turned up with gold bullets? I have on to a say that tank firing gold shells.
0: I have to say though, I did really like that. Um, sequence with the uh, unit and the cybermen uh the uh, after the uh the credits since like everybody's like taking the selfies and uh, osgood rocks up and his says right? and now and everybody pulls guns on them
1: <laughs> yeah and i did like kate stewart just sort of sauntering up with like looking up like a fucking straight badass yeah like throwing the old cyberman head down in front of missy that was sweet
0: mm-hmm.
1: i you know i i just felt like as well with kate I mean, I love, love, love Kate Stewart. Um, Mm. More Kate Stewart all the time, please. Um, But I don't know. She just felt underutilised in this somehow. I mean, she's in it more than she's in the previous episode she was in. Yeah, it just, again, you just sort of felt a bit flaccid. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, don't
0: don't get me wrong. I love Kate as well. But I kind of wonder whether I had a bit more of an emotional punch had she died.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that was the thing. When Osgood... Is sort of blasted into talcum powder, mm-hmm. and Kate goes out of the air, uh, the hold. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, we're just gonna kill everybody. <laughs> and in a way, it would have been much, it would have been such a downer though mm-hmm. if if that she had. But if we're gonna go balls to the wall with that, yeah, have at it, and because uh, I mean
0: that, it. yeah, that really sort of like solidifies Missy's threat. Yeah, she's off the chief scientific officer of
1: UNIT. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that I think fundamentally that's that's my problem. Either because it, it either didn't go far this episode, didn't go far enough, mm-hmm. it didn't go full tilt, mm-hmm. or it didn't rein it back in from that and just go full tits on a goose crazy. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> um,
0: <yeah. laughs> can't argue with that reasoning.
1: I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, just coming back to Danny. Mm-hmm. I must say, I found his last, his last kind of two big speeches really annoying.
0: Mm.
1: Um, that one where he's bitching on about the doctor and yeah. saying about you know the old blood-soaked general thing. I was like, really? Now, mm. still not over that. Yeah, I mean, I will give, I will give um,
0: some props. I did like the one where he's like rallying the troops, as it were.
1: See, I, f- I mean, that's the other one I found a bit flaccid. Huh. I don't know. It just didn't work for me personally. I, mm. I don't know if that's just because um, I think by that point in the episode, I was just a bit like, "Just delete this asshole and let's get on with it. Mm. Let's get let's get on to the to the what we actually want to see, which is how Clara and the Doctor are gonna continue on in a way." But yeah, I found his kind of embittered stance towards the Doctor right to the last mm. quite annoying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't...
1: Yeah, I can... I... I... again,
0: I can sort of, like, see his point because, you know, he's the Doctor's sort of, like, you know, he's referring to him by name and stuff, but once he sort of, like, finds out that, you know, there's a tactical advantage to be gained, but, you know, the Doctor kind of doesn't want to do it. I mean, really, it's it's not sort of like the Doctor's doing that Clara, you know takes the screwdriver off I and mean, it's, it's Clara's own, like, request that she be the one who do it. So yeah. she's the one absol- absolving him of having to do it. But Danny still turns around and is being, oh, see, you know, got to keep your hands clean and all that. Just like... Ugh.
1: Exactly. Dude, you wanted her to... You asked her to do it in the first place. Yeah. You asked her. You're putting her through this. You know, make the doctor do it if you're that upset about it. Hmm. And he would.
0: Probably. Yeah. You know, but this
1: is something you wanted... Either way, mm. you before even the doctor knew about you being able to access the cyber internet, you wanted her to go through with what happens anyway. Mm. You begged her to do it. And as soon as the doctor arrives, blah, 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 blah. yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I I, mean, I understand that, you know, call the doctor on his bullshit all day long. Mm-hmm. He deserves it up to a certain point. But you know, it just it came across as bitter. And I was like, dude, you're about to die. Fucking, not lighten up, but, <laughs> yeah, let it go.
0: Liven up. Oh, wait.
1: Come on, son, liven up, you know. <laughs> Get your chin up,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, dear me. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, and also sort of like, it's it's kind of also a waste of Chris Addison, I felt. because Oh, he,
1: such a waste.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I did I did kind of like the bit where he goes, for we should just squee and just just like, ends and... Delete.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's it's, it. Again, um, it's those little bits mm. that kind of annoy me more. If it was all shit, mm-hmm. then fine, it's all shit. If it was all genius, great, all genius. It's, you know, I don't want to be picking bits of sweet corn out of the poo, my friends.
0: <laughs> I hate sweet corn. Um, but anyway... <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, so how, what do you, I mean, what do you make of this final sacrifice, in inverted commas, of Danny did put, leaving Clara with a, a, a child, an Iraqi child um, who doesn't speak English and just goes to there, go deal with that? Yeah, sort that that, out.
0: that was weird. Because, I mean, you don't know how long it's been since he died. You know, nope. you don't even know if his parents are alive. Nope. How are you going to explain to your authorities that suddenly this this Iraqi kid who doesn't speak any English suddenly appears in your flat? (laughs) I mean, I I understand why, you know, Danny did it because he's, you know, he's he's fixing his mistake and all that. But, yeah, logically it doesn't... (laughs) I was was thinking, why couldn't you just like find Osgood or something and send her back?
1: Yeah, that would be good. That would be nice. Send Osgood back.
0: Christ. But um, but I do have to say, the parting of the ways between the Doctor and Clara.
1: That was actually the absolute redeeming factor of this episode. Mm. I loved it. And I think, it, it. I mean, it didn't make me like... Burst out crying like mm-hmm. some episodes of Doctor Who have in the past, but it it hurt so bad. It was a proper gut punch.
0: Mm. I mean, I, the the bit where the the doctor is sort of like saying he found Gallifrey, and it's like cut to the TARDIS, and it's just blank space out there. I mean, I, I think the a lot of people sort of like you know, like you know, when he starts absolutely going to shit on, on the, the console, I think that was like very much because he knows he's been duped. Mm, he, again, he, he believed Missy and he, you know, psyched, just shit, you know. But yeah, I mean,
1: again, it was that it was that thing of it was obviously you, you knew it was such a Hail Mary mm-hmm. anyway that Missy would be telling the truth. But I think what shocked me about that was about, you know, the doctor smashing the hell out of the console. Mm. I mean, OK, hit it once and you would sort of go, OK, you yeah. get that. But the fact he just goes absolutely apeshit on that thing and basically destroys it—it mm-hmm. it was like, whoa, okay, then.
0: Yeah, just the just the look on his face,
1: yeah, and then he it just really like, is.
0: breaks down, sobbing. I was that gave me that gave me chills, man.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that was difficult to watch. I mean that mm-hmm. was the thing of because we, we we as an audience are so invested in the Doctor. I mean, companions come and go, but he is the constant, mm-hmm. and so is the TARDIS, and the fact that you have them together and he's so destroyed by this it, it's, it is it's difficult to watch it's you know someone we love going mm-hmm. through that and you know it's pretend I know but mm-hmm. it, it's still difficult emotionally and it's emotionally resonant
0: yeah
1: and again but I mean I think the thing that put a tin out on it for me was the hug mm-hmm. the fact that they both know they've just lied to each other but we're gonna leave it anyway
0: yeah it's what the doctor says about why he doesn't like hugs. It's hugs are just a way of hiding your face. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I say when it's sort of camera. It's sort of doing that two shot between the two of them and showing both their faces. Mm-hmm. And they're both desperately trying to sort of hold it in and you know keep a keep a, a sort of a poker face on. Mm-hmm. And it, despite everything that's happened, that you know that the Clara and the doctor part ways. Not. In like a joyful way, but in in a friendly way, mm. and th- they've come to a resolution.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, in in a way, it's good. And I think that it would be nice to have a little bit of Clara popping up in Christmas episodes, see how she's doing. Mm. But I-, I think if that's all for her, that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I it's, it's just. It's a nice, like sort of downer
0: ending. And I think that's kind of. I get the feeling that's what's going to happen with the Christmas episode. She's not going to be like in it. She'll just like be maybe like at the end, like you know, it's, like, like the ponds where it's uh, the end of Doctor Who in the wardrobe. I think that's. I think that's probably where we'll see Clara mm. in that. But uh, how about that? Uh, <laughs> that interruption in the end credits. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, when, when it was sort of left left on that, and you know, the credits roll, we're are be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, all right then." And um, Then, yeah. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> and I... then you can't leave it like this. I was expecting it to be Moffat, you know, with a <laughs> with a party hat on, and like a you know a Kiss Me Quick hat or something like that. It's then um, for it to be Father Christmas. <laughs> I that burst out not laughing. Expect- I did as well. I mean, it's probably the best. Th- I mean, the best intro since the bloody Titanic crash through the the, um, the Tardis. <laughs> oh Moffat, you crazy bastard! I, I, I on Twitter, the first thing I said after mm. the episode went out was, Stuart Moffat has lost his damn mind." <laughs> And I just, you know, it's it truly the sign of someone who's just like, I don't give a fuck what y'all think, do what I like. He truly does not give the tiniest shit. No. In a way, I hundred percent love him for it. In other ways, I could strangle him for mm. it.
0: Yeah, hon- yeah. Honestly, so the, you don't know whether to hug him or just punch his face, kick in. him. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs>
1: but I've got to say that the, the by far the best thing about these episodes, mm. uh, or and the whole series, but um, we're going to do a, a separate show about the, wrapping up the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just sort of skim by it. Capaldi, Coleman, Gomez. Fuck yes, absolutely dragged this episode mm. up by its lapels and got it to the to the end credits. I mean, we're gonna we'll miss it. Will be back undoubtedly. Oh.
0: Well, actually, I was just reading a news article today, and Michelle Gomez says in the latest Doctor Who magazine is she will be back.
1: Yeah, and it's hey, and you've got all those nice little wrap up bits that she is the one who gave Clara the number, is the girl in the shop, and mm. um, is the one who put the advert in Deep Breath as yeah. well. Do you know um, what? I
0: actually, sorry to interrupt you, but I actually kind of, a lot of people sort of like go and, well, you know, why did she do that? And I very much just thought it was, you know, just cause.
1: Well, I mean, well, she did say was, but it's the whole thing on the plane in that. Mm. He, to give to put the doctor with someone who is a control freak mm. and will stop him doing what is you know what he could just sort of he could stop missing in her tracks mm. on the plane, but Clara calls and he must go. Yeah. So if she says it in the episode, so I mean although it was it's a stretch, I will I will hundred percent take that. It's a massive stretch mm-hmm. um, because in a way it does kind of not really balanced with what we understand about Clara being the impossible girl. Yeah. It does sort of come into conflict with that because if Missy puts them in touch, Mm -hmm. you know, how you you sort of get the impression from the previous season that their their timelines kind of kept meeting Mm -hmm. and that they were going to come together eventually. It was kind of predestined, if you like, by by fate. If you want to incorporate Missy into that fate, uh, it being part of this whole mysterious system, the web of time, whatever you like... Mm -hmm. The this sort of unconscious thing, like the like the force in Star Wars before they ruined it and made it midi chlorians. Um, <laughs> so you can either sort of maybe see Missy as part of that, or it's sort of like I know what we could do: make a mysterious villain lady. We'll put all you know. We've had, we've had these things in the previous series. I know. Just add her to that bit, and that bit, and that bit, and that do.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but her performance was absolutely immense, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait for her to come back.
0: Yeah. So, quick question for you.
1: Better than John Sim? Yes. I have to agree, actually. See? <laughs> You're giving me the old the old big ooh like <laughs> <"Hey."> cheeky sod. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, I think I I, mean, I heard but I buy her crazy mm. much more than I buy John Sims crazy. Mm-hmm. And although he was entertainingly OTT, I don't know. It was kind of almost it just sort of too, went too overboard. For yeah. Me. But Michelle Gomez with like her you know changing her accent and just sort of being, I mean she was. She is nuts, but I mean, mm. she had that cold streak in her as well, which I, yeah. I think John Sim didn't quite do the same thing.
0: Mm. No, you're quite right there, yeah.
1: Mm. I'll just, I mean, I just think that she's a better at the and the better at the villain stuff, and she, you know, when she puts the crazy eyes on. <laughs> you mean because there's people who are just sort of crazy and annoying Mm -hmm. but then there's people who are crazy and sinister with it you know like sometimes you see people at the bus stop who are clearly nuts Mm -hmm. and you think oh well whatever there's sometimes you see people you're like oh shit (laughs) i'll get another bus if you're getting on this one (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she's like that
0: Mm. quite so um anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up
1: um no, I think that's. I think I've adequately conveyed my irritation with portions of it and my like of some parts a
0: mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I have to say the, uh, the skydiving sequence is a bit crazy awesome as well.
1: Yeah, it sort of reminded me of. Well, oh, what Bond film is it that Roger Moore does that in? Uh, out the plane. Moonraker. Moonraker. Yeah, yeah. made me think of Moonraker.
0: <laughs> that's the only thing I want to think of from that movie.
1: Yeah, turn it off after that. Yeah.
0: Fuck Moonraker. Anyway, so. <laughs> Whats your score uh, oh. six, yeah, I think that's probably what I'm going to give it as well it's it's there was some good parts, but just not enough to just not enough to drag it through, unfortunately, it's just really kind of a shame, it is
1: annoying, but um yeah, I think as well, I feel like it's that sort of part two or part one syndrome in that we both really like part one Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is going to be mega. And then part two is just sort of a bit of a wet fart after it. Yeah. I don't know how I would feel if it had followed on directly from In the Forest of the Night. Hmm. I don't know. Because, I mean, that was an episode we neither of us really liked at all. Mm. You know, putting it mildly. Mm. So if we'd taken Dark Water out of it. So that was a thing that they really didn't touch on at all again. Hmm. Was the whole thing of the dark water? Yeah, it, 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 it sort of you know a really cool idea, mm-hmm. and then they just stop doing anything about it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, the cyber rain, I suppose.
1: Uh, question mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. so it's a kind of a, a flaccid six, um, mm-hmm. and that will that is kind of as good as we can do, I think, on that one.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a shame, really. Yeah. Oh, well. So like Emma says, what we're going to be doing next time is we're going to have a uh, wrap-up of uh, Series 8, hopefully with some guests as well. So what we'd like you to do is, if you're feeling up to it, email us at uh, greatestshow at simplysyndicated.com. Let us know what you thought about Series 8 as a whole. Um, Also, you can write stuff on our wall at uh, facebook.com slash Podcasts, which uh, you and Emma. I do. Yep. Uh, also, if you can try and keep it under, we could spread it over a couple of tweets. I suppose you could do that as well. We could, uh, you could, can do that at Greatest Show Pod on Twitter. Uh, also, while you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out all those other good shows as well as Simply Everything, as which is uh, Simply Everything Simply Syndicated has ever done. And uh, let's wrap this up, shall we, Emma? Let's wrap up, indeed. Right. Well, thank you very much for listening, people.
1: Yeah, but thanks for being with us for the whole series. Um mm. it's it's gone by so quickly. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm really looking forward to looking back on season eight. I've got a feeling that is gonna be a long show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then onwards to the Christmas special, very exciting stuff.
0: Woohoo. So take care out there. Bye bye.